My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 143 of The Kate Show. And today I'm talking about something that kind of has to do with marketing, kind of has to do with not going absolutely nuts in your business wearing too many freaking hats. So as a business owner, you probably wear at least three hats, sometimes all at the same time. And we all know that's not a good look. It's also not good for our creativity or for our mental stability. So if you find yourself wearing all the hats and wanting or needing to outsource, but not knowing where to start, I mean, do you wait until you have the cash flow or do you outsource so that your cash flow will increase? Oh, it's a tough decision, right? And I'm not a business coach, so I can really only share my own experience and take it all with a grain of salt. And if you have a business coach, talk to them about this because this is huge. When you can start outsourcing and become more of a manager, more of the the captain of the ship, as it were, instead of being the person who's still below deck doing all the things, you're going to be able to take your business in places that you never dreamed because you'll actually be able to look at the compass, look at the map, and make it happen. Now, as the owner of a marketing agency, I do get asked a lot of questions in a given week, and the most pressing questions are oddly enough, not always related to marketing. And that's why I'm making this episode. So I get questions like, should I charge by the hour or a flat fee? Again, ask the business coach. Or what do I do? My competitor just undercut all my prices. Ugh, talk about a punch in the gut. Can't answer that one either. But the question that we will answer today and the one that I get asked is, who should I hire first? So I can answer this question with a roadmap that will help you determine who you need to hire first. Not every home industry business owner will need to hire the exact same person first, and not every entrepreneur will need or want to hire an employee. They might actually want to hire a subcontractor instead. Now, I've hired and fired over the past few years, and each decision, each movement made my business more profitable and lowered my stress in the long run. If you're experiencing the growing pains of needing to hire another person or your first person, but you don't want to increase your overhead, this episode is for you. Now, before I dive into all the details, I want to just pause for a second and thank today's reviewer for her review of the week. And this one comes from Lori Steves of Simply Home Decorating. So Lori, if you're listening, thank you so very, very much. And here's what Lori said. I'm a recent subscriber to The Vault and a longtime podcast listener. Kate's approach to marketing is straightforward and accessible, and it has changed the way I think about my own marketing. Since listening to her podcast and subscribing to her service, I have managed to build a complete sales funnel in a matter of a few months that is already boosting the number of leads coming in and increasing my existing clients' confidence in my services, as evidenced by them openly complimenting and discussing my recently launched newsletter. Thank you, Lori. I love that you listen to the podcast. I love that you are one of our members of the vault. And she's also one of our custom clients, guys. I mean, it's absolutely amazing the types of relationships we're able to cultivate with you guys. And I am so, so grateful for each one of you. All right, let's dive into how to hire the right people for your design, staging, decorating, or organizing business. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. 
If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Have you hit that sticky spot in your business growth in which you simply can't do one more thing? You're just too busy. Or perhaps you know someone else who could do a few of the things you're currently doing better than you're doing them, from like managing your bookkeeping to managing your social media. I mean, like all the things. Being a business owner by nature requires you to wear many hats. I get that. I've been in that situation and I often find myself back in that situation again. But we cannot wear all these hats forever. To determine whether you're ready to outsource or hire or get a subcontractor to grow your business, there are a few key questions that you need to ask yourself, and I'm going to go through them. The first question is, have you hit your productivity limit? If you can't spend time getting new clients or properly serve your current clients because you're drowning in the busy work of your business, you need to bring on extra help. You cannot increase the number of hours in a day, but you can control to a point how you spend each hour. Spending your time on the income-producing activities, such as client calls and site visits, is a smart thing to do while you delegate the busy work tasks to other people. The next question is, have you reached your creativity limit? So we talked about productivity limit. Now let's talk about the creativity limit. If your business feels like a disorganized, discombobulated mess that pulls you in a dozen directions every day, you're going to end up despising your business. You're going to hate being a business owner. Plus, you'll be too close to the daily grind and you'll lose sight of the big picture goals. Maintaining a bird's eye view of your business is necessary if you want to grow and scale and you cannot maintain a bird's eye view if you are the one doing all the creative work on top of all the busy work. And in fact, if you want to be the one doing all the creative work, that's fine, but you cannot also then be responsible for the busy work. It's not humanly possible. And believe me, as an Enneagram 3 who takes pride in doing all the things, even if it means driving myself into the ground, it is hard for me to admit this, but it is true. Regardless of which Enneagram number you are, we all need a team. Here is the next question you should ask yourself. Are you worried? about how you'll pay yourself. I know that's a common fear. If you aren't able to pay yourself at least a small but consistent amount on a routine basis, whether that's weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, you need to speak with a business coach. Because if you are not able to pay yourself, you have to then ask, do you have a business? Now, if you've been in business for like two seconds, the money's not going to magically appear. But you have to look practically at your business and decide how you're going to pay yourself, how much it could be $5 every other day. Like it has to just be something and it has to be consistent. Now, if you do have clients, but you still can't pay yourself routinely, that is a red flag. So let me just repeat that. If you're brand new to business, obviously money does not magically appear in your business bank account. But if you do have clients and you still can't pay yourself, you need to assess how you're managing your income, whether it's a lot of income or a little bit. Business growth isn't so much about revenue as it is about smartly managing the money you already have. Now, if you find yourself in that predicament, you need to either speak with a business coach or you need to take some sort of profitability course that will teach you how to manage the money that you're making. Again, whether you're making a little or a lot. You might be shocked to learn how much money is bleeding out of your business when it could instead be put to good use, such as paying you or paying to outsource some work to free you up. 
If you are interested, by the way, in an online course that teaches you how to do this, my friend Michelle Williams of Scarlet Thread Consulting has this amazing workshop that she finally turned into an online course. And it's one is called Pricing Without Emotion, which I think everyone should take. And the other one is all about managing your profits. So if you head over to scarletthreadconsulting.com and look under resources, you can browse her courses. And she's not a sponsor of this podcast. I just really believe in the courses that she's offering because a lot of you come to me with questions about pricing and about financial things. And as much as I'd love to help you, I'm not a coach and I'm definitely not qualified enough to speak into the pricing issues that you guys are experiencing. So go to someone who knows this industry and has worked in industries beyond the home industry. So she really does have that bird's eye view. So again, just go check out scarletthreadconsulting.com and go to the resource section. Okay, so the next question you need to ask is, are you worried about whether you can afford long-term outsourcing? Outsourcing or hiring doesn't mean that you have to pay someone thousands or even hundreds of dollars per month. Maybe you pay them for eight hours of work a month. Or maybe you set up a monthly retainer with them that suits your budget while delivering, you know, maybe in small quantities, exactly what your business needs. After a few weeks of successful outsourcing, your brain and your schedule will become free to focus on other things, profit-driving activities that you actually enjoy, like meeting with leads and working on client projects. I mean, isn't that what you started your business to do anyway? Now, if you're like, yes, okay, I get this. I need to go hire this person, whoever that is. Remember, you don't have to hire a bunch of people all at once. You don't have to hire a full-time person immediately. You could have a subcontractor that you pay for four to eight hours a month. It is so minimal. You can start small and grow as you're able. But make sure that you are outsourcing the things that you personally don't really need to be doing. Now, they do need to be done for the course of your business, day-to-day -day operations, whatnot, but you don't have to be the one doing them. And in fact, someone else might be better at those things than you are, or they might just enjoy them, which would naturally make them better at it. So just look at your business. You know what you enjoy doing. You know what you really don't like doing. And just be honest. But then we get to another issue. So let's say you know exactly what you want to outsource, but you do not know where to find someone who is qualified and trustworthy. Well, we can talk about how to find the right employees or subcontractors now, because that is the next big question. Now, before you go creating a help-wanted post on Instagram, consider whether you need to hire a generalist or a specialist. A generalist would be someone who does admin work. A specialist would be someone who focuses on something specific like bookkeeping or marketing or coaching or PR. The specialist will cost more. But those people also tend to further your business that much more. The generalist is going to wrangle all the busy work. So like I said, an admin, project manager, stuff like that. I mean, those people are incredibly valuable as well, but they should not be burdened with the work of a specialist. And I'm going to tell you honestly, I see a lot of people make their first hire as some sort of admin assistant. And then that poor admin assistant ends up becoming the marketing director the PR specialist, and sometimes even the business coach. And a lot of times they did not sign up for that, and they're not being paid nearly enough for all those services anyway, which means they're not going to stick around for very long, putting you back in the same problem that you were seeking to solve. So just be clear on who you're trying to find here. Do you need a generalist or do you need a specialist? 
To really figure this out, make a list of the tasks that you don't want to do anymore. A whole big long list. Are those tasks more ideal for a specialist or for a generalist? If you have a mix of tasks, just put them in two categories and understand that you might need to look for one specialist and one generalist. Avoid trying to find someone who can do everything, like I said, that will not serve you well in the end. You'll spend much more time onboarding and training this one person on the many, many tasks that you want them to do that you'll find it's counterproductive. You might also get frustrated if the generalist you hired isn't performing like a specialist, or if the specialist that you hired as a generalist is like, what the heck, I only wanted to do this one thing, not these 15 things. Know what you need, and then know who you need to hire, and then make sure you're prepared to pay them accordingly. So if you have a really small budget, you might only be able to afford them for an hour a week, but you know what? They can get a lot done in one hour versus you running around like a a crazy pants person (laughs) trying to do their stuff and your stuff. If you can only afford an hour a week or two hours a week, that's okay. It's still going to help you. Good help is worth the investment because it does actually further your business. But let's say you know the tasks you need to outsource. You know where you can probably find the right person to hire, but how do you actually know they're the right person? So how do you interview them and hire the right people for your business? That's a big question, isn't it? When looking for an employee, we're going to talk about subcontractors in a second. So when looking for an employee, you need to ask all applicants to follow a specific application process, such as sending in their resume and an intro video, and then eliminate all the applicants who don't follow your instructions to the T. Because if they cannot heed your instructions before you hire them, they likely won't pay attention to any of the details you give them after you hire them. That is a great, easy way to filter out the people who are honestly just not paying attention. Now, when you're looking for a subcontractor, it's a little bit different and almost a little easier because you can ask to see their portfolio. You can Google their past clients, especially if they have those clients listed on their website. And better yet, you can ask your colleagues for referrals to their favorite subcontractors and then go from there. If you're looking for a generalist subcontractor or a generalist employee, make sure you give your applicants a comprehensive list of each duty they would need to undertake and the knowledge required for each one. Do they need to know how to use software of a certain kind? Include any platforms they should know how to use, such as Canva, Asana, SideDoor, MyDoma, and so on. If you're hiring a specialist, you have to approach things a bit differently. Explain your goals and then have a conversation with that specialist. Listen to how they would solve your problem. When you hire a specialist, you are hiring out the problem solving. You don't need to understand how they'll solve it for you as long as you know they will handle it 120%. That is why you're paying them more because they're doing so much more for you and they are reducing your mental load. Now, let's say you found that perfect person. How do you bring them up to speed in your business and clearly communicate to them exactly what you need? If you've hired an employee or a subcontractor that falls in the generalist category, you have the responsibility of creating written tutorials or video tutorials and templates that lay out specifically what you want done when you want it done, and how you want it done. Leave absolutely zero room for guessing. 
Be clear and reasonable with your expectations and your deadlines. Don't constantly change your processes and don't micromanage and don't issue deadlines like they're pop quizzes, as those are surefire ways to send a good employee or subcontractor away from you. Your goal should be to hire a self-starter, not someone who will need constant hand-holding. Therefore, you will never need to micromanage. You will never need to stress or worry or follow up with them constantly. If you feel like you need to micromanage an employee or a subcontractor to make sure their work is done right, either you've hired the wrong person or, honestly, maybe you're too controlling or maybe your training or your onboarding were really lacking. As business owners, the buck always stops with us. We can't blame someone on our team for doing a poor job. That blame actually falls on us because somewhere along the line, we did or didn't do something crucial to create this outcome. That's a little tough love, I know, but I also know you can handle it. This is something that I've had to really look at in my own business because there is a very big dynamic shift when you go from wearing all the hats to then leading a team, even if that team is you and one other person. Adding the right professionals to your team can and will grow your business beyond anything you could have done flying solo. So I encourage you, if this is what you need, then take the leap, make the hire, even if it's just for a few hours a month. Experience tells me that you won't look back and be sad about what you did, If you're like me, you're going to get excited about outsourcing as much as you possibly can. I mean, when I hired my first person and I got her onboarded and she was doing great, it was amazing the things I was then able to focus on. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast for, you know, I don't know, like the past six to nine months or past 12 months, you've likely noticed how much the brand has expanded and grown. That is not because of me, guys. That's because I brought on the right people for the right positions, and they do an incredible job. The Socialite team is the backbone of Socialite, and there is no way I'd be able to run this without them. So if you're ready to really expand your brand and make a difference and accomplish goals that you never even dreamed of before when you were just a flying solo person, hire. Make the leap. Trust me, it's worth it. Now, if you are wondering how you can efficiently manage your team, whether you've got a team of two or a team of 10 or more, there are a few different resources out there that I recommend you consider using. The one I use for my team is Asana, A-S-A-N-A, and they do have a free level that you can use to just like test it out, but I upgraded because it's worth it to me and I highly recommend it. The other thing you can do if you're managing specific like interior design projects is my Doma Studio. And if you guys actually want a full list of my favorite real life subcontractors and my other professionals that I use all the time, I have that linked in the show notes because I did an episode on it, I don't know, months ago. It's all a blur to me now. But I have these people because they make such a big difference in my business. And I have their contact information available so that you can go check them out and potentially even hire them as well. That's how much I believe in what they do. All right, guys, I hope this helps. Running a business is not easy. We don't always know what the next right step is. And sometimes we have to just start walking towards something 
And if you are a Christian like I am, you probably get that conviction from the Holy Spirit saying, hey, this isn't the right move, but this over here is. And if you're not a person of faith, then this is something that that you'll have to wrestle with. This is something that, honestly, regardless of who you are or what you believe, we have all been given this instinct for a reason. And I want you to make sure you listen to it. So that's all I have for you today. Let me know if you have questions about hiring. Let me know if you have any questions about the professionals or the subcontractors that I have linked in the show notes for you. Because if you're looking for something specific, like say a bookkeeper, and you see the one that I listed, and you would like to have a conversation with me about that particular person, I would be happy to. I'll sing their praises all day long. I'm not going to refer someone that has the slightest bit of shadiness going on. I am referring these people out to you guys, to my entire podcast audience, because I believe in what they do and, and how they've transformed my business. And I know they can do the same for you. But you have to take that leap. And it might be scary, but I'm pretty darn sure it'll be worth it. So, all right, until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple, keep your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.